0: It is Saturday night, which means the fights are back. And we got UFC action, the undercard already underway. And then, of course, we've got a little bit of Jake Paul action taking on Tyrone Woodley Part 2. I'm a little bit surprised, Brendan, that Tyrone Woodley comes into this one as a plus 170. Now, I knew he was going to be an underdog. I just don't understand why he's not a much bigger underdog. I know he said he won the first fight. I didn't really think the first fight was all that close.
1: Uh, I mean, I get it. Like it's, it's coming down to the idea of, you know, he still got that opportunity to still knock Jake Paul. Look, he did have the bigger moments in that fight, like in the back and the, you go back to that, that first fight, he was doing some damage to Jake up against the ropes. Jake was able to withstand it, but you know, it was just the frustration that has been Tyron Woodley's career basically since he's lost the belt, which is guy didn't throw guy. Didn't go for the kill kind of just waited it out. And, i I think we all know the way that this is going to work like there's no shot he's winning a decision so uh i think that's probably what it is is you're giving respect to the guy because he's not going to get put away maybe but um you know the there's no way the judges it feels like they're going to give him a chance in this fight
0: what should give people any reason to bet on tyron woodley by decision by knockout by any way considering that he hasn't had his decision go his way in a long, long time, whether it was the fight against Vicente Luque or after that, Colby Covington or Gilbert Burns. You want me to keep going, BT? Kamaru Usman the first time around versus Jake? Like, this guy hasn't won a fight in a really, really long time. It just doesn't feel right, even though you can get plus money on him, plus 170. I wouldn't be surprised... By the time that this thing gets going, if it go, goes off, it closer to a two to one. I'm still not putting any money on Tyron Woodley. It's just he doesn't win fights anymore because of what you said. To win a fight like this, you have to throw hands, and right now I'm throwing more hands than Tyron Woodley does. The only thing, that, the only thing
1: that I would say, maybe we'll, op, you know, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm just trying to speak it out and thinking where, okay, where would he have a bigger opportunity? If Jake Paul is true to this whole, I'm going for the knockout and all that type of stuff. You know if he makes a mistake like we've only seen jake do that against guys who really can't bring any danger back his way it's not nate robinson out there it ain't ben Askren. so if he does try and jump in there and he tries to you know get a little bit cute Even and tyron much- can take advantage of that wow. um, the, the, the that is where that the uh that is where the difference could be like if 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 there's an opportunity for tyron from the idea of jake getting a little bit too aggressive
0: Let's keep talking a little bit of boxing, then we'll move our way to Las Vegas and talk about UFC Fight Night. Of course, at the top of that card, Chris Dawkins, the Philly Cobb taking on the Black Beast derrick lewis you can get him at plus money but we got to talk about your guy for miami the legend frank gore steps in the ring tonight you've had your aisles on him for a long time taking on darren williams now if you've done any research on this whole thing and i know that you have frank can throw hands you've sent me some footage of that Darren williams owns fortis mma down there in dallas so he obviously has been in octagons and rings and working out now for a while himself I've seen a lot more footage of gore than I have of Darren Williams, but according to a lot of odds makers, Darren Williams is the favorite to win this fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of people backing him credible in the, the fight game. He's got a lot of former UFC guys saying that he's really good. It is odd, man, though, like that. He doesn't have any footage. That's always a little bit eerie to me. Kind of reminds me of like CM Punk back in the day. Remember, like we couldn't like you would get barely any training footage. Of that CM didn't Punk. go great. And it didn't go great. And I'm like watching Darren like hit mitts. And this is, you know, we're all just kind of looking at this on workout videos. You know, it doesn't mean that's gonna break that way down to fight, but like he's taking things like super easy on mitts. I don't think he throws that slow. Like he's doing things very calculated. So I don't know. It, it, he's he's coming into this with a mystery. He won't give up a game plan. I think Frank Gore's game plan is he's gonna be super aggressive. He's gonna try and get hands on him. Frank's got good hands. Defense looks a little bit questionable the way he throws those hands. Certainly Darren's got a bigger reach, but Man, Frank's in there with a legit boxing gym. That's the one thing. Like, this guy has been training boxing. Like, he's not, he hasn't been splitting up. He doesn't do the jujitsu thing. He's not in there with, you know, guys mixing it up. It is a different beast. And he's in there with a a world championship quality gym. I am excited about this. Now, there's a weird storyline on this, though, man. Because so yesterday it came out that they switched this from a professional boxing match to exhibition, which kind of took it off a lot of books, which is kind of a bummer because this was honestly the one I was looking forward to gambling on the entire night, and now I got to, like, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta almost got to go search it out for people that are still taking action. on it. But it is strange. Like, they're calling it an exhibition, but they are declaring a winner. There's going to be judges. There's going to be sanctioning bodies. But for whatever reason, it's not going to count against either one of these gentlemen's professional boxing retro- record, which we all know is very important between Frank Gore and Darren Williams. But uh, that was a weird news line that kind of came out uh, at the end of yesterday.
0: Those two guys, Gore Williams, are going to throw hands tonight. That fight's taking place on the undercard of the Jake Paul main event, Tyron Woodley number two in Tampa. They're also going to be throwing hands in the octagon. Let's move our way to Vegas at the apex tonight at the top of the card. It's the Philly Cop taking on Chris Dawkins, taking on the Black Beast, Derek Lewis now. With Derek Lewis, yes, he's coming off a loss to Surreal Gone, And if that's how you remember him, then fine. But I choose to remember the guy, Brendan, that won his four fights prior to that, taking on some pretty good names. You know, he took out Curtis Blades. He took out Olenek. He took out some big dudes. And he was still knocking guys out like the Black Beast that we know and love. Now, when it comes to knockouts, Chris Dawkins has a string of those going as well. Right now, according to FanDuel, you can get the Black Beast as the underdog at plus 120. You can get Dawkins at minus 142. How do you like this fight going?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Like, this is an interesting one where, you know, with with Derek, you're going into this, and he is, you know, once again, coming up short from the championship uh, at the championship level. Uh, but he, they've kind of put him in this position before. They're like, Derek, here's the young guy. Not that, like, Dawkins is young by age, but he's young in UFC career. And they're like, here you go. Here's another prospect. And he's done very well in those situations a lot of the times. Like, he has taken out the Curtis Blades multiple times. He's beaten Fran Cingano, as awful as that fight is. They stick him in there with the guys who – they kind of want at the top. They to say, "Hey, go in there with Derek Lewis. It's going to be an easy matchup. Just don't don't fall for his right hand." And he still is able to 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 pull that thing off. It is crazy to think about how much success he's had. Really, basically, with having one tool that people really have to worry about to end the fight. Yeah, he throws more kicks than he probably did early on in his career. That's made him uh, a little bit more well rounded. But you know, he's been in there with the best of the best. This is a uh, this is a, a little bit uh, this is a little bit like, hey, Chris Dawkins, you're taking the big step up in competition. Derek Lewis, we kind of think maybe you're past it. We're kind of uh, seeing if we can up the new guy here. He's got a great story. He's a former cop. Um, so that's interesting from uh, from that standpoint of all the things you got to look for is that it's that it's that perennial, hey, is this a passing of the guard in, in uh, old contender versus new contender?
0: You're not alone in thinking that, BT, but I don't understand that theory. I mean, why do people think that Derek Lewis – so you lost to Cyril Ghan. So far in his career, everybody has lost to – surreal gone. And now he's taking on him. This will be the ninth count at ninth main event walk that he's made in the UFC. You mentioned the lack of experience for a guy like Dawkins. To me, this is a pick em fight, which is why we'll go into depth as we roll on the show tapped out here on the Beck QL network. But if it's a pick'em fight and I can get underdog money on one of them, I'm going to take the plus 120 on Derek Lewis. I don't understand why Dawkus is a minus 142.
1: Yeah, I think it's just like you said, I think people, it's fresh in people's eyes about how Derek looked against Cyril gone and wondering, Hey, is he going to have that? It's always interesting when you get to that mountaintop again and and you have, you know, you you come up short in the championship. How are you going to be against the guy and Chris Dawkins, like, does, does, does Derek Lewis know Chris Dawkins from a hole in the wall for Chris Dawkins? This is the biggest fight of his life because he's got all the shine on him. He's kind of introducing himself to the world. This isn't the early parts of a prelim. This isn't a, this isn't any part of an undercard. You are the show here. And,
0: uh, and they've certainly put a lot of pub behind him this week. That gone fight, by the way, wasn't close. He got outstruck 118-16 to when it comes to significant strikes, did the Black Beast. So that's not the guy that I remember. That's not the guy that I expect to show up tonight. What about in the co-main with Bilal Muhammad? Remember the name, taking on Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy. Now, Wonderboy comes in as a huge favorite in this one, more than a 2-1. to So he's a minus 225. You can get Bilal Muhammad at a plus 188. To me, that's a shocker, and here's why. I like to look at the guys, not just last couple of fights, Brendan, but the last four or five. And his last mm-hmm. five, you look at a guy like Stephen Thompson, he's only two and three. If you want to go further out than that, his last eight, he's three and five. I mean, I think that we remember the Stephen Thompson that had that seven-fight winning streak when he became Wonder Boy, when he was kicking people in the head. And right now, he's too big of a favorite. If I can get Bilal Muhammad, who, by the way, has won nine out of his last ten, including that no contest, I'm putting the money on him if I can get a plus 188.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost kind of the reverse of the main event. Like the name recognition is. is going to the former contender and Steven Wonderboy Thompson. And then the guy who's kind of up and coming and Bala Muhammad, who's knocking on the door really wants that big name on his resume, uh, is, is not getting the respect that he probably deserves because he is a very, very tough out. He's not an easy guy to beat, um, for, for Bala Muhammad and, you know, talk about a guy who's won five in a row, other than that Leon Edwards fight where he got poked in the eye, took that one on short notice and you know Leon was having his way with them early on so maybe you look at that stylistically and say hey wonder boy does a lot of things that are Leon esque probably even maybe at a higher level um but Leon's in his prime right now you know this isn't this isn't Wonder Boy from years ago who was giving Tyre Woodley all that he could handle who was doing the highlight reel knockout kicks all that type of stuff and you know Bala is just just a pain in the butt for anybody to take on you know and the guy's a bit of a psycho like he'll go in there with the best of the best and the toughest matchup. he'll take on a Leon Edwards. He's talking about talk- taking on Hamzat Shemaev after this. Nobody wants to take on Hamzat like it's he's going to do it, and I, and I think you kind of respect a guy like that. Um, and he's he's just a tough out for anybody. And 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 if if Wonder Boy does lose this because he's just coming off the loss to Gilbert, like yeah, again that's that's kind of a, a very recognizable name that might be you know having his contender days behind him.
0: You're listening to Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin and I weigh it in here in the opening segment. We're going to bring on Reed Wallet coming up next of sided to break down tonight's fights. And then after that, we'll give you the method to the badness. So don't worry. We're going to break all these things down in depth. We'll talk plenty of Jake Paul. We'll talk about why Brendan's all over Frank Gore, not just because he's from the U, but because he likes his hands. But let's keep talking about this card, BT, where you got Angela Hill fighting again like she always does, taking on Amanda Lemos. Look, here's the thing about this fight. I don't think it's going to finish and i like fights that finish as far as the odds go you can get amanda to minus 335 she's a huge favorite angela hill to plus 270 angela's lost two out of her i shouldn't say three out of her last five fights five out of her last seven she's on a bit of a slide also how do you see this one going
1: yeah i mean it's interesting that you mentioned that like you like fights that finish i mean amanda's one of those kind of rare straw weights that can finish like she's she's won her three UFC fights, they have been by finish, so that's kind of rare. Now, her last her, her last fight, she won by KO, but it was a little bit sketchy. People were wondering, was that an early stoppage? Um, Not to say that she wouldn't have done more damage in that fight, but it's always interesting when you have a 115-pound fighter who can go and crack like that. That being said, Amanda's never been stopped with strikes. You know, she's very durable. She's as savvy as it gets when it comes to, you know, you talk about just ring experience. She's kind of been in there with the best of the best, but she's never been actually knocked out and stopped with strikes. So... I am. I look at that and it's saying it's 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 very coin flip. But I am I am kind of leaning on Amanda because I do like the way her trajectory is going. I do like the fact that she is a bit of a killer, which is kind of rare to find in these lower weight classes. Um, and you know, again, this is a this is she's she's going in there with somebody with much more UFC experience, uh, a longer resume, you know, but is is kind of getting this opportunity to maybe launch her career and say, hey, I'm officially
0: here. Maybe this vaults me into the top ten, and, and I can get my path to the title. ABT, if this fire behind me gets a little Mm. bit too hot, just let me know and I can turn that thing down because it's getting a little bit warm. But it's feeling (laughs) good here in Kansas City. Brendan Tobin down there in Miami working our way down that card. This is one that – this I know that the UFC doesn't like to have like huge favorites. You know, they like to keep it relatively close. But Ricky Simone is basically a 3-1. to You can get him in a minus 295 against Rafael Assuncao. And if you want to put your money on the plus 240 dog, go ahead. I'm not necessarily saying that you should put it all on Ricky Simone. But I'm saying you should put it all on Ricky Simone. He's got to win this fight. I like Rafael Sensao. He's a great fighter. Maybe I should say he was a great fighter. He's 40, taking on the 29-year-old. It's just this... Ricky Simone should be a minus 500 in this fight. Tell me why I'm wrong.
1: I I really don't have any good reasons to tell you you're wrong on that one, man. It's uh, it's one of these where I agree with you. He's uh, He seemed like he's got his head on with this one as far as... You know, coming off a, a nice win last time. Now, he's going back down to bantamweight. I mean, maybe, you know, his last fight against Kelleher was at 145 on, on uh, you know, they had to reschedule that one. So maybe that's something to where, hey, is he used to the weight cut again? Something in that regard. That would be like the only reason I, I could give you. But out I kind of feel like his best days are behind him. Simone, he's a, he's a guy who's a budding contender. He's already talking about he wants to go and get into the game for Sean O'Malley's next fight. So I, I really think that uh, that this is a, a good showcase for him. And look, if he goes and has a good performance, you know, grab that microphone, you know, speak your speak your reasons as to why you should be part of the Sugar Show. And you know, maybe he can impress some people and 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 get people's interest behind that fight.
0: Brendan, with the undercard getting ready to uh, get underway here relatively soon, are there anything that you have your eye on as far as those fights?
1: I am interested in this because uh, coming up, you have a heavyweight fight. Harry Hunsucker, great name. Justin Taffa. that's a great that's a real name don't 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 dismiss no it. Nickname needed. no that's that's really his name uh he is taking on Justin Taffa now Taffa's a monster favorite in this fight all right he's 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 minus 350 however did you know he is the first heavyweight in UFC history to miss the 265 pound limit I'm going sucker.
0: How can you not go on, sucker? How can you not keep listening to Tapped out here on the BetQL Network coming up next? We're going to keep talking about all the fights tonight, UFC and boxing, with Reed Wallach of BetSided right here. You're Tattler. You're locked into the BetQL Network.